Hey guys, and welcome back to this podcast episode. I'm so happy to have you back. Before I jump into the subject of my podcast episode, I want to give a little life update on what's been happening in my life in the past two weeks since I've uploaded my last podcast episode. We're currently working on our basement renovation. When we bought our house, there really wasn't that much to do with it. It was all very aesthetically pleasing, but once you buy your own house, you start to notice things that you're like, oh, I would like to make this look different or I'd like to add a little bit of color here. So that's basically what we've done with our house. We have actually touched our master bedroom. We haven't touched any other. Oh, yes, actually, we did my um, home office when we bought the house. It was just kind of a grayish room um but we added some board and batten to the room painted it navy blue i bought a carpet um we have a desk in there and i have a super cute setup with a bunch of like gold accents i have gold lights on the wall i have two picture frames that have gold framing um, I also bought an Ikea bookshelf that was just originally white laminate and I kind of stripped the laminate off and I painted it the same navy blue as my wall and just added a couple of little cute decorations to it and it's really really cute and I love it. Our next project now is our basement renovation. We want to have kind of like an entertainment center down there. We want to have built-in bookcases um, surrounding like where the TV is going to be and everything on that wall is going to be shiplap and the same navy blue that's in my office. After that, I want to have kind of like funky colors downstairs. I kind of like to have an orange leather couch. I think it'd be really cute and different for like a basement and different than the rest of my house. I find that in a basement, you can kind of like permit yourself to decorate a bit more creatively, I guess. We also found this reversible pool table slash air hockey table on Facebook Marketplace. And we wanna put that on the far side of the basement. Above that, we want to have a light fixture that's basically like alcohol bottles that each have a light in them kind of dangling from like a pendant on the ceiling. I'm really bad at explaining things, so you probably can't grasp the visual of that, but I think it's gonna look really cool. And we also want to have a bar area also on the far side of the basement where the wall is going to be brick. And then we'll have kind of like glass shelves, like two glass shelves probably with like alcohol bottles on there, um, empty or full, whatever. I think the empty ones will put like little string lights in them and it'll be super cute. So that is currently what we're working on right now. Um, this coming week, I am working. But the week after that, we're both on vacation for one week. So we'll probably tackle a large portion of the basement um, during that week of vacation. So I'm super excited to do that. Another life update is that I've recently started uploading my podcast to YouTube. So the audio only, I'm not filming myself um, recording my podcast episodes. It's really just exactly what you hear on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. I am uploading that to YouTube. And um, it's been a super fun process to be able to do that. So I'm slowly starting to kind of fill in the information in my account and really make it whole. Right now it's pretty bare and I really just have the bare minimum on it. But I'm starting to do that. 
And that also comes with my next life update, which is the name of my podcast has changed. So I started my podcast with the name Figuring It Out, Life and Everything in Between. I thought it was kind of long and didn't necessarily represent me. So I wanted to change it. I've been thinking about it for a few weeks, jotting down ideas and thinking of which name would suit me best and just like encompass all the different types of things that I'm going to be talking about in this podcast. And I landed on Home Base with Steph. I like it. It's short and sweet. I think it really encompasses what I'm going to be talking about. I think calling it Home Base with Steph really represents the fact that you're going to be coming back to your home base. You're going to be listening to something that is calming, that is you know, a teachable moment that just really brings you back home. And it's a place that you can come and listen to my episodes and relax and forget about all of the stressors in life. So that is what I'm going with. So I updated that on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and every other, you know, place where you can listen to podcasts. And I also went ahead and updated that on YouTube as well. So That is the new name of my podcast, and I hope that you guys like it as much as I do. Jumping into the episode today, I am talking about imposter syndrome. It's something that I have struggled with my whole life, and I never really knew what it was called. I never really heard many people talk about it until I started scrolling on TikTok and Instagram one day, actually probably a good like year ago. And um, this subject was actually something that a lot of people talked about. So I would watch the TikToks and I would be like, oh my God, that totally relates to me. That is exactly what I have. And that's exactly what I've struggled with my whole life. Um, It was kind of nice to be able to like put a name to this and know that I'm not the only one who suffers with this. But that also led me into looking into it a little bit more and gaining a lot of interest in this subject and wanting to talk about it with you guys. So here I am today. So the definition of imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. It affects high high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question whether they're deserving of accolades. So there's like a few bullet points that kind of describe what imposter syndrome is. The first one is self-doubt. Then there is an inability to realistically assess your competence and skills, attributing your success to external factors, berating your performance, fear that you won't live up to expectations, overachieving, sabotaging your own success, and setting very high challenging goals and feeling disappointed when you fall short. So that's kind of just a brief summary of what imposter syndrome is. And if you guys feel that you fit into any one of those categories, then I would suggest keep listening and see how these have actually affected me in my personal and my work life and what I've done to overcome them. It's been quite a process to be able to be self-aware enough to know that these things are imposter syndrome and they don't represent who I am as a person. Um, So I'm hoping that if any of the advice that I'm going to give benefits you guys, that you would keep on listening and, you know, 
take this with a grain of salt and and just use them as you wish in your life. So the experiences or the places in my life where I feel this the most are work, friends, and when I was buying a house slash going to the notary. In my work life, um, I can totally relate to this feeling of imposter syndrome. Um, Basically, I left my last job to move on to my current one at a really good, well-established, well-known company. And that's when I felt the most imposter syndrome in my life. I left my last job where I was a procurement analyst. So basically, I was replenishing inventory, making sure that we had a good flow of inventory at all times for our clients. And I left to go work in the purchasing department at a company near my home, but a company that has been super well established for the last 50 years and has employed very, very, very many people. Um, It's a very well-known company. So when I walked in there for the first time, when I met my colleagues, it wasn't actually my first day of work. It was kind of like an introduction to like my colleagues type of, you know, two hours, three hours or whatever. I felt so much imposter syndrome. I was trying to put on such a brave face. But when I looked at them, I'm like, you guys are so much more knowledgeable than me. What am I doing here? I'm going to start my first day of work. And then you're going to be like, what kind of a fool of person is working here? Like, why were they even hired in the first place? It was honestly such a bad time in my life. I felt so conflicted about, should I even stay here? Should I not? Are they going to like discover that I have no idea what I'm doing? Anyways, I'm happy I stuck with it and I decided to stay and see like how everything played out because in the end it worked out well. But at the beginning, it was so scary. Like, For the first three to six months, while I was still learning about the company and obviously making mistakes along the way, and you feel like your coworkers are so much better at their jobs than you are, like, how was I supposed to feel? Um, But the thing that I had to tell myself was that when when you personally start working at a new company, you put on your best face, right? So you want to be taken seriously. You want people to know that you are taking things seriously and you know what you're doing and you were hired for a reason. At the same time, your colleagues who have been there for, I'm going to say three years, eight years, 10 years, whatever, they're also trying to put on their best face because they feel, how would I say it? They feel intimidated possibly. If they see somebody else coming in who knows what they're doing just as much as you do, or knows what they're doing even better than you do, that can obviously be intimidating. So when I first started, I remember I had kind of like a a training session with one of my colleagues and she was showing me the ropes and what I was supposed to be doing in my tasks. And it's stuff that I've done before. So like I understood it, but obviously I need to learn the ropes of how this company does things because not every company does things the same way. So I was listening to her and I was taking my notes and, you know, taking everything in. And then she showed me one aspect of the job and I was like, oh, great. That, that's really good. Like, that's a good way to do it. And I was like, maybe I could add this, like my own little touch to this and do this extra step. And she's like, no, you can't do that. So I was taken aback and I was like, why? Like, 
why can't I do that? Is, is that bad? <laughs> like it was something that I knew would benefit the company. And I knew that most every other company would do this. And I was like, oh, okay. But I think it would be, you know, a, a good addition to our department to be able to add in this type of criteria and this type of, of performance. And she's like, well, it's as if you know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, I kind of have done this in other companies beforehand. And I've kind of been in this type of department for the last few years. And she said, that's not how it's done here with like a super negative tone. And I was just kind of like dumbfounded. Like, I didn't know what to say. I knew I should have like defended myself and I should have like stood up for my point of view and known that like basically I should have told her that yes, I have done this at other places, but because that is the logical thing to be doing, but I didn't say anything. I just kind of sat there and literally felt like crying because when you started a new company, there are all these personalities that you have to deal with too. So on top of imposter syndrome, you feel like you don't know how to react to these people and to navigate their personalities. So I was totally left dumbfounded and I remember for the rest of that day, I really looked deep into myself and I was like, do I really not know what I'm talking about? Am I the, the dumb one? Am I the person who's trying to come into a company and I have no idea how things are done anywhere? So that was a really hard point for me. Um, this person has a very, very strong personality as it is. So, I mean, that's not going to happen in every company with every training process. But for me, that was my experience. And I really had to learn to take that as a grain of salt and to just keep moving forward. And now a year, no, it's not a year and a half. It's been a year and nine months since I've been there. And that original idea that I presented to my colleague has now been accepted by the company and is now like a daily thing that is being done. So I'm happy that I stuck to my original beliefs and I kept going with it. And that's just what you have to do. Like if you know what you're doing is right, don't put yourself down and don't tell yourself you have no idea what you're doing. You should just be quiet and let people walk all over you. If you know what you're doing is right and it will benefit the company or benefit any other aspect of your life, just go with it. Don't have self-doubt and just really keep going and make a difference with these things. Feeding off of the work imposter syndrome, also know that the reason that you were hired wasn't because of luck. That's something that a lot of people put into their minds and they think, I was hired because I applied at the right time or, you know, it was just timing that did it for me. But no, that's not why you were hired. Do you know how many other candidates were probably um, interviewed at the same time as you or around the same time as you? 
there were probably like a good two to three dozen candidates, but you were the one who was hired. I had that same thinking when I was hired for my job. I told myself that the only reason I was hired was because I applied at the right time. The job was just posted and I sent in my CV. My manager saw it and they needed somebody quickly. So she picked me. But no, after speaking with my manager later on, she told me that she was super picky with who she hired and she felt like I was the right fit for the department. I had the skills that were necessary and she knew that I would integrate well into her team. So never doubt yourself with that. The next thing that I feel like I have imposter syndrome with is actually this podcast. I wanted to make a podcast for so long. I like listening to them. I am not somebody who, you know, would be super big on filming YouTube videos, showing my face. That's just not my thing. I like to speak about things that people can really relate to and not show them like a visual representation of anything because I feel like a visual representation will take away from how people interpret information. I really like to just have the audio and basically feel like I'm having a conversation with people. So this is something that's kind of not been in the works, but been thought of for probably a good year or so. And I was like, who's actually going to listen to me? Like nobody is going to want to listen to me. And while I don't have very many viewers, I still have some. And that's honestly more than I thought that I would have. I told myself like, oh, you're going to have one viewer maybe <laughs> per episode. But that's not the case. And it's been a really, really fun, fun process. But I always put myself down and always said, you're not going to be able to do it. Nobody's going to want to listen to you. You have nothing to talk about but I have so many ideas of what I want to talk about and it just keeps flowing. And I just feel like it was the right decision that I made for myself. It's honestly even just like a hobby. Like I really just like doing it and talking to you guys and it's just fun. It's a fun way to, you know, add a hobby into my week. The next point that I have felt a lot of imposter syndrome with was when we bought our house and so basically when we had to go to the bank and go to the notary um we bought our house when we were 25 and 26 years old respectively when buying a house there's quite a process you need to go through you need to get pre-approved for your mortgage you have to fill out a bunch of documents that the real estate agent is looking for you need to get your house evaluated or not evaluated sorry inspected if that's something that you feel like you need to do. Um, you need to provide proof of income. You need to sign your mortgage papers at the notary. And ideally, you have to fill out your first will and testament um, in the eventuality that something would happen to you or your spouse. That's not like a requirement, but it is definitely ideal since now you own a very, you know, probably the biggest purchase of your life. So that is something that um, we decided to do. And oh my God, I can't even say like how much imposter syndrome I felt. I remember walking into the bank and into the notary's office and being like, yeah, I'm the 25 year old who wants to buy a house. You're never going to take me seriously. I actually felt like we'd be turned around and told to leave. Like, obviously I had no self-confidence and I kind of felt like the 10 year old who's trying to 
buy alcohol at the alcohol store. Like, obviously, I, I've never done that. But I mean, it, it's like, you know, your first times where you walk into like the liquor store and you want to buy something like you just turned 18 years old or 21 years old if you're in the States and you're sure that you're going to get carded and that everybody can see right through you. That's kind of how I felt with the house and the notary. Um, in reality, I had no self-confidence when I should have. We were an established couple at that point. We had been together for six years at the time. We had a very good amount saved for a cash down of our house. We had all of our ducks in a row and provided like every document required without needing to be reminded. Like I see a lot of TikToks now where it's like real estate agents or um, people at the bank who are waiting to receive all of the required documents from the uh, the buyers for a house. And then they get like an email with one of their clients who sends them all the documents like at once. And they're all surprised and shocked and like, oh my God, how is this even happening? Well, that was us. So I don't know why I had that much self-doubt. Um, so that was a super huge time in our life. I remember thinking that I don't even know how to take care of a house. I don't even know how to clean. Like, yes, I know how to clean, but I don't know how to take care of everything properly. I have to wash the windows every season. I have to make sure that the air conditioner is cleaned out. I have to make sure that the dryer vent is cleaned out. I don't even know how to do any of this. I don't know how to take care of a pool. I don't know how to take care of a yard. Um, cut the grass, whatever. There were just like so many things running through my mind when in reality I needed to give myself a bit of grace and to know that these things are all just going to fall into place and I don't have to have everything perfectly set up right now. I remember being even scared of like, obviously, like I'm not the one who cuts the grass. Um, my boyfriend cuts the grass, but I even remember being like, oh my God, like, what if the neighbors see that our grass hasn't been cut in like three days? Are they going to think of us bad? Are they going to think, what are these people doing here? They don't know how to own a house. They're too young for this. Like, I know it sounds nuts, but everything ran through my brain at that time. <laughs> so it wasn't a, a fun time. It was definitely a stressful time. Um, I have no magic cure for this, but for me, it was honestly, as time went on, I got more comfortable with owning a house. And obviously now I'm a thousand percent comfortable with owning a house and being homeowners. I think you just need to kind of go through the motions with everything. And you'll see that there are certain things that you're comfortable with doing and certain things that you're not. I, at first, I thought that we had to know everything about a house, like everything from A to Z. While my boyfriend is really, really, really good with a lot of things when it comes to owning a house, there are some things that we just can't do or we just choose not to do, such as having the air conditioner cleaned out once a year. Um, he doesn't want to possibly break the air conditioner and it's kind of hard to access so we just have somebody come and clean it for us once a year. When we first moved in, I would have thought like, oh, no, we can't do that. People are going to think bad of us. We get things done for us and we can't just do them ourselves. But it's like you're already busy enough in your own life. Like give yourself a bit of grace. And if you want to hire out, then hire out. I would say that there's probably that probably out of all of the things that we have to do, 90% of the things we do ourselves. But for the 10%, don't think that 
you're less than because you aren't doing it yourself. It's just something that you choose to hire out for. So that's all for today's episode. And once again, like I've said before, thank you guys so much for tuning in and for supporting me through this. It's really been a dream of mine to have a podcast. And like the topic of this podcast, don't be afraid to try something if it's really something that interests you. If you want to start a podcast but feel imposter syndrome, just do it. Nothing bad can come of it. If you want to start a YouTube channel, if you want to take up a hobby, if you want to start running, just any of these things will make you happy. So just do them and stop doubting yourself all the time. Um, I know that I did that with this podcast and I am so pleased that I took the chance and the opportunity to be able to try out this new hobby and it's something that I've loved so far. So if you can take anything away from this episode, it's just that you shouldn't be afraid and you should just go for whatever you're dreaming of doing. Um, if ever you guys want to suggest a certain topic that you want me to talk about, then feel free to message me on Instagram. It's at stephs.yellow.farmhouse. I would love to hear from you guys, if even if it's not like an idea that you have, but just a comment about today's podcast or just anything at all. I would love to hear from you. Just mention that you are writing to me because you've heard of my podcast or that you've listened to my episode. And I would be so, so happy to hear from you. I will definitely write back. And once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye, guys.